came up with their peer assessment grades. I tried. I interrogated Bob Morse, who runs the rankings. I had a long interview with a mysterious deep throat figure named Dean. As we did a peer assessment lightning round, I looked into whether hot sauce could sway the graders. In the end, let's be honest, I got nowhere. But then I realized I could ask the Reed College hackers to do a statistical analysis. What factors actually correlate with the peer assessment score? That was my assignment for Lauren Rabe. We were focusing on a few variables, um, college endowment, which is just how much money they have in the bank. We were looking at tuition, so how much it costs for a student to attend, the percent of students that are white, the percent of students that receive Pell Grants. And I found that endowment by itself, just the size of the endowment predicts half of the peer assessment score. So we can explain half of the assessments, the peer assessment score, just by how much money a school has in the bank. And then once we start adding the other, the remaining school characteristics, we end up with over 90%. 91.3%, to be precise. It seems pretty clear that you can predict the reputation assigned to every college in the country with almost perfect accuracy just by spending a few minutes on Google. Dillard's reputation score is 2.6, a terrible score, by the way. But now we know why. It's not because there's something very wrong with Dillard's reputation. It's because Dillard falls short in all of the areas that make for a high score. There aren't a lot of white people on campus. The tuition is low compared with top liberal arts colleges. It's $19,000 a year. And Dillard's endowment is a minuscule $105 million. A top-ranked school like Williams College has $2 billion more dollars in the bank than Dillard. The next thing U.S. News really cares about is graduation rates. What percentage of a freshman class get their degree within six years? U.S. News rewards schools for having high graduation rates, and they punish schools for low graduation rates on the theory that a school's graduation rate tells you something about how well it educates and inspires its students. This metric seems to make a lot more sense than peer assessment scores, right? At Dillard, the graduation rate is around 50%. How can we call a school good if half its students don't graduate? But when I asked Walter Kimbrough about this, here's what he said. I was doing one of my one-on-one -on -one meetings with a freshman student last week. And the question I asked, what's the best part about being a college student? What's the worst part? And she said the worst part for her was Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's like, why? She said, because I had to figure out what I was going to do where I could live. It was very powerful the way that she said I was like, because I was like, what do you mean? Why is that the worst part of college? She said, I didn't know where I was going to stay. Think of how difficult it must be for that student to focus on staying in school. How can you plan for the future when your life right now is so unstable? And what happens when someone in your family gets ill or loses their job or has an accident and all of a sudden the cost of sending you to school becomes overwhelming? If the average family income of your student body is just over $30,000 a year, there's going to be a lot of that. For a school like, like us that you're 75% Pell Grant eligible, if you have a six-year graduation rate that's over 